astrology folks on Mars oh. at three. So oh. what um oh I don't even have my microphone down. I'm not even prepared today. Ah not even prepared today. Um what what channel is that on? Uh that's Lily DeCorley's channel. So we're just gonna talk about Mars. Yeah. And, uh, because um she's she's the person I study astrology with along with a, a group of other folks. So we sometimes do videos, so that is the other place. And it is a you know, we, we are taking it it's a much different perspective here. It's than this show. It's a astrology focused show and it is a bit more woo woo, I would say, than <laughs> it, it may not have a lot of crossover appeal to the to the listeners of this show, but I do from time well, to time. I mean I don't know that. I don't yeah. know. But you know, it is it is strictly astrology and it is um and it is a bit more woo woo than this show. <laughs> Yeah. It, it is is you know it is not the it is a position it is from the point of view of what is astrologically going on it is not where we take the approach of being skeptics in our assessing things and in delving in and investigating stuff it that is it's a whole different thing but right but I am this is not the only place on YouTube where I am located Ooh, my, mic, my mic sound weird today. For some reason, I just want to make sure I have it on. Yeah, I have it on the right setting. I don't know what the deal is. That's you sound funny. like you to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. For some reason, it was sounding weird coming through my headphones, but it seems to be okay. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slip Into the Night or. Slip into the morning. <laughs> I don't know until we get the uh, schedule straighter. I mean, the the time that we might wind up doing our live recordings would be um, Saturday mornings. We're not sure yet. Um, we will definitely keep you guys in the loop. As we know, uh, this morning we will be talking about Stonehenge, the uh, megalithic structure in the UK. Great Britain, land of the Brits. I mean, this is, I, I wouldn't say that this is one of the most poignant megalithic structures that's out there, but it's definitely one of the most famous. Um, it, extremely interesting place, but I don't know as I would uh, say it's, it's a, uh, um, the most interesting of them out there. I'd just say it's gotten the most uh, press out of the bunch. Well, it's the one that people think of when they think of a stone henge or a stone circle. Right. And there are far more henges out there than stone henge. Yes. And some of them are older and there are some that are bigger. Um, mm -hmm. It is though perhaps the most famous and um, it has been considered a world heritage site with um, the Avebury hen henge. Um, Avebury is another henge that is, it's actually bigger than Stonehenge, but it does, it doesn't have the same. Um, it doesn't have like the trilithons with the, the, the standing stones and the lintels. It, it, 
just has standing stones in a circle and the earthworks. Yeah. Um, and, and I know there's, that, some, there's some that they've found uh, uh, from Google Earth. Yes. Like there's, yeah. some, there's some hinges that they they were completely unaware of. And then they saw satellite imagery of the of the areas and they were like, oh, shit. Like they mm-hmm. could see yeah. um, with a lot of these hinges, the, the earth itself is uh, much like kind of like the serpent mound is the way the mm-hmm. serpent mound is uh, mounted up. These hinges have this. It's it's a circular all the way around the outside. Yep. And uh, some of them actually even have openings. I do yep. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a. It, I mean, it is an interesting phenomenon, and uh, it goes back to. Um, I know that y- you know you're aware of you know uh, the different traditions, uh, spiritual. I would say spiritual, quote unquote, uh, traditions where you know everything is done within a circle you're enclosing yep. yourself in a circle like a protective shroud and these hinges kind of like amplify to me they kind of amplify that that's what i see them as i see them as a ritualistic tool um now i could be totally wrong it could have been something totally different but i that's the way i see it i see i see stonehenge places like that as one big fucking ritual uh uh, tool piece that you can use and utilize, mm-hmm. you know, based on the time of year. And, and there's even, there was even things like I was looking at the thing that you had sent me. There was even places for them to arrange things outside of the center circle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really interesting. It does seem like, well, most likely it had a variety of uses, I would think. Um, it's what I was took from the article that we read and doing the research was that they don't eat one. They don't know who built it. And there is some assumption that it was Druids, but it may be actually far older than what we understand as the Druidic Celtic culture. And it may actually predate that. Um, it may have had some like sit like ceremonial grave site because they've found like cremated remains there. And um, so it may have had something to do with, with um, death or, or, or burial um, stuff, but it also has astronomical alignments you know, to the winter um, and summer solstices and is um, configured to the movements of the moon. So it may have had a calendar type of a feature to it. Um, so we just, there's so much more that we don't know. And then part of the mystery is that some of the stones used in Stonehenge are not native to the local area, particularly what they call the Preseli blue stones, mm-hmm. um, which are from like a place in in Wales in the UK, which is like a, like hundreds of miles away. And so part of the mystery is how did a Stone Age culture that um, what we conceive of as just being like hunter gatherers move these very, you know, stones that are weigh tons, hundreds of miles. Yeah. Um, well, there's, then, uh, I guess, uh, I was reading that thing that you'd sent me and, uh, blah, 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 blah. there's a, there's a new theory that they were brought from glacial deposits much nearer to the site, which have been carried down from the Northern side of the Priscillus to Southern England, by England, by the Irish sea glacier. And mm-hmm. if they had been that close, they would have only been like, um, one point, 
eight miles away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, still, that's quite a distance to get those stones. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. either either or, it's still quite a distance to get something that large. Um, however, that does like that would explain things a little a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed something the other day, and this is kind of off topic, but kind of on topic because we're talking about megalithic structures. Did you see that they've unearthed some uh, something else in Turkey? I did. I meant to send you that article, and it's or it's like, old, and they're saying it's older than uh, Gobekli Tepe, and it has a sewer system. And it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's massive. huge, massive. Yeah, I and and these these are the things like when things like this get uncovered. This is the stuff that I'm fascinated about because it just took the history of man and pushed it back like an insane amount of years because they're saying hunter gatherers, hunter gatherers. Well, hunter gatherers didn't have sewers. Absolutely. And I mean, beyond that, it's like civilization. They, they've been saying so civilization started in the Fertile Crescent. And this is the and- thing. This is the thing with these fucking archaeologists and these scientists that have their heads so far up their fucking asses. Get out of that. Get out of that outdated, fucking closed-minded bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, start thinking outside the box. The the Egyptologists are, are, the, are the reason that there's fucking problems in Egypt trying to fucking get anything done with the uh, uh, the investigating the pyramids or the Sphinx. Um, and it's outmoded, outdated beliefs that keep holding this shit up. And when you have something like this that gets unearthed, that definitely puts us back. Like, not it doesn't set back humanity; it sets back the history of humanity. <laughs> it's fucking. It's it just like, why? Why are they so rigid? Why can can nobody bend? That I do not understand at all you have to you gotta you gotta stand firm in your beliefs god damn it god damn it no dissension in the ranks i don't get it i don't fucking get it but i saw that article and i was like "Ooh, this is fucking cool that that was yes very exciting and you know one of the things i took from the article was that the what they have found for um burial remains they have done some genetic testing and they found that the people in the UK who are the burials associated with Stonehenge have um, genetic lineage to the area of Turkey. And, and I thought, huh, Turkey where there's Gobekli Tepe and stone circles. (laughs) Yeah. Stone circles that were erected and then buried and then erected and buried and earthworks. (laughs) Yeah, it's it, it just these, these massive uh, undertakings that these people did mm-hmm. that, that that go against everything that they say about the time. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, why are they still holding on to it? Like these ideas that the history of man had to have definitely started here. No. And we're finding that more and more. No, that's not the answer. The history of man is far, a far deeper well than anyone wants to admit. Because it because it it, it it destroys people's belief structures, how things have happened, 
but man's been around a lot longer. The civilized man that we know has been around a lot longer than anyone is willing to admit at this point. I think. Mm-hmm. And places well, like Stonehenge, I think, prove in a way, prove that. Well, because it's so sophisticated and it it really is unexplained and it, that the how it's actually constructed and, and is often kind of a little bit um, directed and, you know, people are directed into other places, but it's like, how, how did they really do it with the technology that you're saying they had? Mm-hmm. Um, because the stones are so big and you see this in many other locations, not just in, Gobekli Tepe and not just in Stonehenge and the, the Henge circles in the UK, but, you know, the pyramids and then the, one of the sites that I'm becoming really fascinated is the, um, the site of Baal Beck in, I think it's Syria. Mm-hmm. And those, those stone, um, stone structures have stones that are rectangular and they are legitimately 30 tons and they are so huge. And it's like, how, how would we move them today? Not just, um, you know, six to 10,000 years ago. Well, look at the, uh, the coral castle, you know, that the guy Mm -hmm. built supposedly by himself. Well, right. And he kind of alluded that he had some kind of technology that had been lost, lost. Yeah. And the only thing they ever, they ever could equate to it was this, this box, um, Mm -hmm. that he had. And there were, I mean, no one ever came to any, any conclusions of, of how he actually did it, but Mm -hmm. he was able to, supposedly he was able to do all that by himself. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And and, I mean, I've, I I think we've done, gone over that on the 40 and slip a couple of different times, but um, Mm -hmm. it's one of the ones that fascinates me, but you you know, you look at someplace like Stonehenge and then they start finding all of these other hinges all over the place. So they, they didn't have just this one place. There were many. And like you were saying, there were places that were fucking huge. Yeah, the um the Avery um hinge, the town of Avery Avery, if you look at the pictures, is just in the center of the hinge. Yeah, it's 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 one big massive fucking hinge. Yeah, and it you know, it's bigger than a little village and in I mean, that's just a huge area for what, you know, what we're being told by traditional history that the population wasn't even that big, you know, 10,000 years. And that they're moving, they're spending their time moving all these stones to make these giant stones and moving earthworks. And, you know, they say, well, they did it over, you know, centuries. Okay, but you still had to have a certain amount of culture and civilization to keep that going. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, 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 a lot of what they say doesn't make sense. And I'm not one of those people trying to make out fucking ancient alien theories. I'm not trying to say that there was uh, some type of magic or quote unquote magic involved. All I'm saying is, is that I think that the technology of man rose at one point to a very sophisticated level. And I think that some of that technology bled over and was left over after a fall and that the uh what we would consider prehistoric man 
was actually the leftover remnants of man before. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have a lot of these people, I think, you know, in my opinion, who were trying to recreate things uh, using technology that they didn't understand, maybe. That's that's my, like, kind of theory on the whole thing. Because I think that civilization rose once and fell. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense. Like, if, if civilization was really uh, sophisticated at one point, why would they be making, you know, besides to say, this is here, let's make something that stands the test of time? Like, why would they make those things? Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're a sophisticated culture. Besides, like, you know, skyscrapers and shit, we don't really make a lot of stuff that's that's going to be around. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just don't to me, it doesn't make much sense. Like you were saying, why were they putting their time into this? We don't put our time into it. You know, and we have <clears throat> sophisticated technology. We don't. But they did. Yeah, and I mean, we see this kind of worldwide with, like, the um, pyramids and stone structures in um, Central and South America. We see it in Asia. We see it in Africa. It is a worldwide phenomenon that there are these megalithic structures. Um, It's really... You know, we tend to assess them one site at a time, but if we look at them across the board, there is a lot of building across the planet of these kind of intriguing sites that we don't really understand, and we don't really understand how they were made. Yeah, yeah, and to answer the question uh, or the to to uh, address the statement in the chat room, it, it, it there how do we know that though? Like, how do we know that for sure that that would remain and it wouldn't show up in some other way? I don't, I mean, the way things happen, uh, the way things happen in, uh, over time and things just disappear. Um, I, I just don't know if the, the carbon, Left, I don't know if it would be seen as something else. I mean, the dinosaurs turned into fucking oil. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if, because I think that the, the, the timeline of people is a lot longer. So, if there was any type of pollution like that, manufacturing, it, I think time would have kind of washed it away so to speak. Maybe. I'm just a fucking idiot with a microphone. So, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, dinosaur bones are still around, but the 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 fact of the matter is, is things change as well. So, uh, if you're looking at like uh, you know, things that are in the air, maybe we're attributing the it to something else like a volcanic eruption because a volcanic eruption spew all kinds of shit into the air. And maybe that 
you know, covered it up. I don't know. All I'm saying is that there are a lot of things that point to the fact that civilization was a lot more te technologically advanced at one point. And then all of a sudden people were like fucking hunter-gatherers again. So it seems to me like something very strange happened. But again, just an idiot with a microphone. Holly, your thoughts? Um, well, I mean... <laughs> no, am I an idiot with a microphone? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> you know, that is not a fair thing. And um, here's the thing. Like, if, if we don't actually question what's going on and just take the history as it's given to us... Yeah. You know, we're just kind of being complicit in in a yeah. story, <laughs> which exactly. And and for me personally, like you know, maybe there's just too many of these archaeological sites that we just don't seem to have good answers for, and and I think the point about pollution, if we had, we we don't know how they lived in their society. Maybe they were much more eco conscious than we are, and they. Yeah didn't create plastics and you know nuclear waste or those types of things because they had um maybe they found a better way quote unquote who knows uh, who who knows it, it may have been really different or you know maybe maybe the theory of the planetary um pole shift is somewhat accurate in most of their civilizations at the bottom of the ocean right now so or, you, know, you know in antarctica that's another theory Antarctica, there's there's a lot of there's there's, you know. a, there's a theory that that's where Atlantis is, um, or that that's where the uh, the focal point of civilization was at one point, mm -hmm. and now it's fucking of course buried under ice and snow, ice, um, snow, miles of water, yeah. and sludge at the bottom of the ocean, and we are just kind of seeing the endpoint remnants of it of kind of like the survivors who got away i mean we we do have legends of global cataclysm yeah the story right. of the flood the story of atlantis the well, story the, of lemuria yeah and uh, you know the mahabharata all of that shit they they talk about great sky battles and mm -hmm. fucking vamanas and shit so who nobody knows um but we have stories and we, what we have is stories from trauma, potentially stories of actual cataclysm from people who may have lived through it and been extremely traumatized and then had gone from a, a higher state of civilization to a lower state of civilization and had to recover mm -hmm. and, and lost some of their technology. But so we, so we don't we don't know. And then there is also that potential that there are some people who do know and they are keeping the truth um, for whatever. Well, uh, one, of, one of my favorite people is Robert Schock. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he talks about the water erosion that's fairly obvious on the Sphinx, mm -hmm. you know, that that basically proves that, that that's been around since there was rainfall in that area, which of course, sets the date back like a lot further. And he's talked about all the pushback from the Egyptologists and, and, you know, and uh, mainstream archaeologists about the whole thing. And it's like, why, what, what, what is the big deal? 
why can't things change? Why can't we bend? Why can't we find new information and then alter the course? You know, it, it, to me, it just seems so fucking silly to not know the truth of the matter. And, you know, you look at these places and these, uh, these different things, you know, like, like the Sphinx, like Stonehenge, the pyramids, Gobekli Tepe. And you're just like, why does it not make sense to get the full picture? When these structures that we keep finding keep pushing the date back further and further. So now hunter-gatherers that built Gobekli Tepe also built uh, sewer systems. Basically public toilets. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to believe now. Because you know goddamn well that there are going to be archaeologists out there who are going to still stick to the whole fucking hunter-gatherer idea. Because what was it? Someone was saying that uh, they because they, we found... Um, uh, how they how they built Gobekli Tepe was they used alcohol. What? Yeah, alcohol? there's a, there's a there's a theory that because they found alcohol at Gobekli Tepe, that they bribed people to work using alcohol. That's how they got the hunter gatherers to to uh, come together and build this great megalithic structure was booze. So what you're saying is that there was a remnant of a high society and they had kind of escaped whatever cataclysm that destroyed their civilization. And they went to a more um, hunter gatherer society and enlisted the population with booze, with booze. That's what they're saying with booze and, um, and, and built go back. And built go go back. And then they were like, Hey, let's bury this. Here's some more booze. Let's build it again. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, the, the the fucking way that they try to explain some of this stuff to me, to me, seems childish. Like we're not children, you know. We we're people on the face of the planet. Like the truth is more important. You know, but back to Stonehenge anyway, the uh, the alignments of this thing, too. Like I was looking at the article that you sent me. Um, Did it say that that Stonehenge was built on booze? I, <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that because, you know, the um, UK is very famous for their um, for their ales. So, you know, I can see how someone could make that correlation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna share the, share the picture so everybody can see. Yes, it. the Y and Z holes. Yeah, these uh, and this is what I mean by like they they were able to beyond the stuff that's in the center of the the hinge. They were able to to coordinate other things. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and and it's pretty intricate. Oh, it's extremely intricate. I mean, it's a sophisticated, um site i mean you just 
it takes a lot of thought in the fact that even before they put the stones up, they probably had wooden structures there kind of mapping things out. They were using it to make some astrological astronomical alignments to the solstices in certain constellations. Um, I mean, it it required some understanding of mathematics Mm -hmm. of, of positioning um, if you're into ley lines, you know, they, they say that it's on a ley line, mag- magnetic field line. So there would have been some kind of appreciation of, of ley lines, whatever their, their civilization or culture considered them, whether it would be like, you know, actual magnetic field or, or some kind of just places of power. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of cultures just call those places where the magnetic lines can um, converge as places of power and they erect monuments there. Um, so, um, but yes, they could do more because of all the, the incremental, um, like the post holes and the, what they call the Y holes and the Z holes. Right. Um, well, it just allowed for them to, to, uh, it was, it's obvious that they were doing much more, than just utilizing the structures that were there, um, it, it coordinated to the heavens. I mean, there was there's a lot more going on there than just that. The, the, to me, it, it was it, it was used for ritualistic purposes. Whether it was some sort of uh, huge religious thing, or uh, just done by a or, or used by a smaller number of people, I don't know what the what the how it was used ultimately but i definitely think that it was some sort of it was a ritualistic thing because you look at all of these things that are there and it just makes sense that it was it was utilized as some sort of ritualistic tool because any anytime i see any type of circles it's a closing off it's a you're encircling you're enshrouding yourself in something uh that's how i see it and they were using the power of the heavens in conjunction with that. Right. So the cir- circle in a lot of um, like indigenous spirituality is a creating of a sacred space for, for, mm-hmm. for whatever is the ceremony, the, the intent of um, here. It's just a, just a massively huge sacred space, <coughs> uh, potentially <coughs> sacred, sacred space. Um, Yeah, um, but you know, there's a lot made of where it's located that it is in alignment with certain. Um, like it seems, I read an article that it is maybe has some alignments with the um, um, constellation of Orion, which is also associated with the Great Pyramids. Um, it is a constellation that does look like a torso, and that they may have had their their some kind of. Um, significance to the rising of uh, that constellation at certain times of the year. Um, you know, we can kind of speculate. We just don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and as with all of these things, it's almost, uh, it's almost all speculation and it's going to remain speculation, I think 
for and, and unless somebody comes out with a book that says this is what they said it is <laughs> we found the book we found the scroll <laughs> and until that fucking happens that we don't know i mean well, we just we just make you know everybody's got their theories is you know there's some we know that that this thing was built to uh, be like I said to be utilized in conjunction with the solstices with the heavens uh, there's definitely some uh, astronomical correlations to almost every single one of these megalithic structures mm-hmm. you know then you what's that one the the stonehenge they get out in the desert it's like in Iraq or something or, or somewhere I can't it's small though it's not like Stonehenge. It's very small. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the um, the 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 way it's set up to to catch the sun or the moon or the constellation in this area or a point to it there, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The same type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. but just a small one. That somebody mm-hmm. put out in the dead, and it's been there for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's with we have that Google power now and satellite, we can view more and more of the landscape and find things that might be buried or what we thought were hills or may actually look like you know underneath the human structures. Um, to really kind of see the the you know. I would love to see like a bigger mapping project to show where all these kind of ancient structures are mm-hmm. and um, what, what they look like and see what, how they uh, are similar to each other. Um, you know, we have one in, we have these Mesolithic sites in Northern in, um, in New England um, the one I'm thinking of in New Hampshire is, um, you know, has skepticism on if it's true or if it's been manipulated. It's called Mystery Hill or America's Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there. Um, some of it does feel very old to me. Um, it does have astronomical alignments associated with it. Um, now, to the extent that it's been manipulated to make it kind of a, a, um, you know, like a tourist trap type thing. I I don't, I don't know, but it's certainly very interesting and it's really relatively uninvestigated as a, as a a legitimate archeological site. I mean, they have done some digs there, but it's kind of been swept a little bit under the rugs as something like legitimately investigated because we don't really seem to want to go to the place of maybe there were other people here before the native indigenous Americans. Right. Building stone structures that have yeah, things that, in common with the European stone structures. Yeah. And there's, there's a, there's some big speculation about that. Like the, uh, the great American civilization. I think Graham Hancock has some stuff on that. Um, uh, he's got some fascinating work. Uh, he and he's the one that that really is the proponent of the fact that uh, human beings are a, 
we're a, a race of people that have just uh, we have amnesia about our own history. We've we lost it and we don't remember who we were or are for that matter. Um, and you know, and that our history is 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 insanely lost. That we were far we were a far bigger civilization than we know at one point in time. But and one of those things is that there was civilization in the Americas and people you're right, people don't like to don't like to go down that road. But it is a road that some people go down. Absolutely. And I mean I have been to that um site and I also know up in north um like Woodstock, Vermont, there are also similar um, stone structures, stone circles, stone huts that have astronomical alignments. Um, so there is evidence in um, the United States of this kind of, you know, Stonehenge building culture. We our sites are just not as famous or well investigated as Stonehenge. Yeah, um, and like I was, I, I'm often surprised that like with the Serpent Mound, like pe- people don't really know about that. That's I mean, mm-hmm. it's not this insane structure, you know, by any mm-hmm. stretch, mm-hmm. but it's pretty crazy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and, and supposedly there was like a huge rock at the, the, the front of it at the center, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I, I, I just, you know, some of these things that we have here are pretty crazy. There's, uh, some stuff that's out in the deserts, uh, the, that the Anasazi, built supposedly that uh, that's pretty crazy is it the Anasazi? no that's the i can't remember the name of the actual indians out there i'm probably fucking it all up um but there's some structures out there that are astronomically aligned they're perfectly like the the structures are, are perfectly built um and this was supposedly done by you know native americans mm-hmm. you know that's what we're supposed to believe that all this stuff was just done by, you know, native Americans who didn't have much of anything technologically until the Europeans arrived. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is the, yeah, the Pueblos, but there was a, there's a, there's a certain name for them and I know I'm probably fucking it up. So I'm not even going to try anymore, but, um, yeah. I'm thinking of Chaco Canyon. Yes, that's the one. Chaco Canyon. Chaco um, Canyon is um really interesting site that and it's pretty remote now, so people really don't go there very often. Um I think you have to hike out to it. But it is, you know, interesting. Yeah, I mean like I said, I think I think oh, a lot of these uh these structures um especially the circular stuff i think they were definitely utilized for ritualistic purposes um mm-hmm. you know um now i i don't know to what extent i don't know um you know i'm not going to make any speculations about that that sort of thing but from from what i can tell when i see a circle um that's what i see especially when we're talking about you know an earlier culture you're looking at something that's astronomically aligned i I, I mean any of the stuff 
that I I know about with ritual magic or any of the other type of stuff, you're doing them on either at certain times of the year, you're using certain astronomical alignments or astrological alignments. Um, and it just, to me, that makes sense. Like that that's what they were using these things for. Well, right. And so like, you know, what I've kind of studied in, you know, you know, circles tend to represent wholeness um, cross-culturally. It's um, kind of a universal symbol. And um, the calendar year is, is in the observation of nature also um, through time has ha had a lot of symbolic meaning with, you know, especially in temperate cultures with, you know, spring meaning rebirth and fall, um, kind of going into the death and the stillness within and then the the solstices having um sim symbolic meaning about you know kind of that that going in in stillness of the womb space and then you know the summer is like the fullness of of life um yeah in a circle uh, it can also be the snake eating its tail that's kind of like infinity and going around Right. Um, there's a lot of a lot of symbolic meaning with the circle. There's the circle with the directions can give um, in, in to the um, the cardinal points of the of the compass can also have certain ceremonial and symbolic meaning given to the the directions. Um, a lot of like shamanic type spirituality um, and possibly druidic or neo-druidic spirituality have um, meanings and, and use the what they call the medicine wheel or the, the um, compass points as a way of personal transformation because of the um, symbolic meaning of the different points and how everything is in a cycle. There's a, of a way to process through things. And, and you see that in this kind of stone circles is a larger representation of that actually built upon the earth to kind of work through through that kind of thought process. Now I'm not saying that's exactly what they did at Stonehenge, but it's very, you know. Well, the reason why yeah. I say like someplace like Stonehenge was definitely built for some type of um, uh, ritualistic use is because of the alignments, the correlations. That's that's why I say that. It's not, you know, it, I don't see it just as some symbol on the ground. <clears throat> you know, this was you, this, I see it as something that was utilized myself. No, I don't think it's just a symbol on the ground. I think it's something that was utilized, but the symbolic symbolism is built into the site. Oh yeah. And there's, there's so much of it. Now it may not be exactly the same or, you know, of what we have today, but there are parallels is what I'm saying in types of like, you know, indigenous earth-based spirituality mm -hmm. that use stones that use the points of the compass that use alignments like the East and the West and, being the setting and the rising points that over time 
human cultures have given symbolic meaning. And you mm-hmm. can kind of see that same kind of thought process in the circular Stonehenge's like Stonehenge. Yeah. And and it, it's it's pretty incredible. Like mm-hmm. the, the intricacy of how well that's laid out to correlate uh, with those things is it's pretty crazy. And, and, and it happens in a lot of these cultures all across the globe where you have these, these structures that are laid out in these intricate patterns or correlations to astronomical alignments. It, it, it's, it, it's some pretty crazy shit, especially when it's happening all over, you know, with early man. Yes. Yeah, you know, agreed. and you have a lot of these very similar types of things happening. That's the other thing. Um, you know, you got like the Karnak stones, which are just this fucking crazy thing. One of the one of the, excuse me, one of the few things that can be seen from space. Yeah, the the Karnak stones are something that I've been thinking about doing another episode. Just oh yeah, just on the Karnak stones. Yeah. Just dedicated to the Karnak stones. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that's another you know stone structure that you know what the fuck just stretches forever. But that thing's huge. That's a, that makes Stonehenge look small. <laughs> yeah, it's it's huge, and and I mean, just where are they getting the time and the energy to do all to of do that? The, to all that when they're like supposedly just like barely surviving. Yeah. A lot of what they say makes no sense when it comes to the, those types of explanations. And that's why I say I think it, having a more open mind and being willing to change and bend when it comes to these uh, these uh, ancient histories, you know, let's, you know, let's stretch a little, you know, let's come to some conclusions you know, let's not be stupid. Let's not, you know, be crazy and and wacky. L- let's stick with facts. Um, but let's be a little bit more willing to bend and and find a, a, an answer that makes a lot more sense to me, anyway. Uh, I don't, I don't know about the rest of everybody, but I, I think that it just makes no sense. Especially when they find this, the, like I said, the thing like that they just found near Gobekli Tepe in Turkey. Mm-hmm. That those types of discoveries, I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you were just telling me that these people were hunter gatherers and they had to be bribed with booze to build the fucking Gobekli Tepe. Now we got fucking outdoor toilets and you know the whole nine yards. Like, what the fuck's going on? It's, it's uh, that's the type of stuff where I just start scratching my head and going, what are they talking about? You know, when, when the, uh, what was it? Uh, the city there in, uh, Sumeria, the, they, they had fucking, Sumer? they had a, they had a, they had a grid layout for their city. Like that, I mean, it's, that that stuff to me, it's just, it's crazy 
that that shit was going on that long ago, that they were doing those sorts of things. And like we were talking about earlier, we don't know what types of technologies they developed. We don't know um, if they were, like you were saying, like eco-friendly, mm-hmm. if they were, you know, maybe they had, a, you know, a better way of doing things. I don't know. But it's obvious that there was something to me. You know, you look at any of the great legends, they all point to the same type of stuff. I'm not saying it was gods. I'm not saying it was ancient aliens. I'm saying I think that man had some pretty fucking cool technology at one point in time. And they could build some shit. Maybe fly around. Maybe it was like steampunk. (laughs) Uh... I don't know. I think I, but I think the answers that we're being given are not necessarily the answers. I think that there's much more to the story than what we're told. So I think, so I think, kind of thinking about like, what does that really mean, though? Like, if we're not, we've either either completely lost the truth, and we're reluctant to face it or where the truth is being hidden from us. So what does that really mean? And well, I, th- I know I, th- I, and sometimes you know I don't, e- sometimes I don't even think it's conspiratable. Uh, cons- it's a, cons- I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think a lot of times it's, it's people made discoveries and made statements mm-hmm. and they don't want to go back on that. They don't want to admit they're wrong. Right. They don't want to back up on their statement. So that's what you have. A lot of these people who are out there who made these, who made these archaeological finds or whatever and wrote books that are based on these theories. And now they don't want to let go of them. Mm hmm. And I think that's the bit one of the biggest problems in that field mm-hmm. is that they need to bend. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the history that we are uncovering is always changing. Not that history itself is changing, but our understanding of history is always changing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they need to really take a a hard look at things. We're not trying to change history. We're trying to change how we look at it. Because the way we're looking at it now is completely fucking wrong. I, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. And I don't know if there's going to be a time where I can buy it. I think like you and I would like to have, um, Just a very, very facts-based um, outline of how old things are or could potentially be, and just say, um, you know, and, and take a lot of the speculation out. Yeah. And just say, you know, this is old, and we don't know how it was really built. Well, and 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 you know, accept that there are things 
that are facts, whether you like them or not. <laughs> you know, that that's the that's the part that gets me is that that there are things that are obvious facts. Like for me, the water erosion it's it is fucking crazy. Around the Sphinx meeting. The Sphinx in in that area in the in the pyramids. Mm-hmm. That that stuff is nuts. And the fact that they won't, you know, r- take another look at the history and how they're portraying it and that they demonize this guy for his for his findings is the mm-hmm. it, it it baffles me really. So I I I'd love for things to change. I'd love for people to have more open minds about these topics because they're, they're fascinating to the, the idea that these things are, are around in and of itself to me is fascinating. The pyramid, Stonehenge, you know, uh, the Sphinx, uh, Gobekli Tepe, uh, the, the mm-hmm. Darren Kuyu, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the list is fucking huge. Um, you know, some of the cities in India that um, seem to have really old ma- um, structures in them as well. Yeah, was it the um, Temple of the Sun? Is that the one in or the moon in uh, Mexico or Central America there? The Mayan one. I can't remember which one it is. Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza and Teotihuacan are very old. Yeah. Um. Machu Picchu, some of the in the um, Sacsay Woman stones also they ask a lot of questions. And then um, I think there's a lot of stuff in Asia that we really haven't thought enough about, um, mm-hmm. or some people have, but there, like I know there's a city on the coast of um, of India that they have. Um, I can't remember the name of the town, but it's a coastal town, and they found like ruins in in the like the harbor, and they had legends that a part of the ancient city had been um, taken over by like a tsunami or something, and and th- then they found it, and it's down there, and it's um um a lot of um, places that we are not familiar with that are still out there that could be very old. Yeah. There's, there's, there's tons. I, I'm sure there's places we haven't even begun to uncover yet. There's places we probably have walked over for thousands of years that nobody knows is there. I, I would put money on it. Happens all the time. You know, all of a sudden somebody starts digging somewhere and they find shit. Ah! This changes everything we know. <laughs> but does it really? Like, the, the, the history doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the... And I think that's, that's the problem. Um, is that it needs to... Like, when we find these things... We need to be willing to bend and be willing to 
you know, incorporate the new facts into the history and then change the fucking history to, you know, so that all of the facts fit, (laughs) not, not make the facts fit the history that we want to tell, you know, make the, make the history fit the facts, not vice versa. And that doesn't make sense. Thanks to the listener who is, um, Karana Music, who's pointing out the Harapan civilization of the Indus Valley <laughs> that I'm getting stuck on. Um, that you that you that keeps making you pause. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Karana Music, for totally throwing Holly off her game while we're trying to do the show. We, no, uh, we because no, you can't manage to not look at the chat. I gotta turn the chat off. I, I'm becoming Steve. <laughs> I'm becoming Steve over here. <laughs> I I fucking block it out. I can look at it, but I can block it out. You've been doing this a lot longer than me, Chris. <laughs> Actually, I haven't had to. I've only been dealing with chat being in my uh, line of sight for a, a little, a short period of time. Yeah. So yep. yeah, it's uh, it's been a different uh, thing changing uh over to this this format and being able to actually interact with the people that are listening so mm-hmm. <clears throat> but no i think i think that um i definitely think that there's a lot of things that are out there that we don't know about um there's some great podcasts that were done with uh uh graham hancock and uh robert uh not robert uh Randall Carlson um, on Joe Rogan. And those two also do some great uh, appearances together, I do believe, on some other podcasts. I think just their own. Um, And if you can look up their stuff, they do a lot of the stuff about the early uh, Americas and uh, things that may have been going on here earlier on than people like to admit. Um, but there, there's some crazy findings if you if you look into what they're talking about. Um, but yeah, the the stuff that has uh, existed that we know about, well, all the other stuff exists too. But the, you know, the stuff that we've already found that we know about, you know, that's like I said, over in Turkey, India, and it, it's too bad. Like China is really closed off to everybody because they're saying that there's some probably some stuff in china that's pretty fucking crazy as far as pyramids go yeah i saw that too and i thought that was really really interesting and they don't um, let anyone near it either and and they're doing a lot of their they have that giant dam that they're building that's um on i think the yangtze river that they are cha- really doing a lot of to change their own landscapes too um and I had never heard this before, but in Japan, there are these like key-shaped mounds with moats around them that mm-hmm. are also quite old. And I was like, there's still a lot out there that we're not quite aware of. Oh, yeah. There's so much out there that we're not aware of. I think. I think I think the, the vast amount is that we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the amount of cities that are buried underwater, just underwater, forget underground, you know, under sand or dirt, 
just underwater. And the fact that we don't have any, we don't have a lot of answers for that shit. You know, the Aegean Sea filled. Just filled with cities. It, it is, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, and it, it, and what we know doesn't scratch the surface of what we don't know. In my opinion. We, we, we know a lot and what we know is not even a fraction. Not even a, not even a, a friggin' teardrop in the ocean. In, in my humble opinion, I think there's a lot more to learn about what has happened here on planet Earth. And I'm just talking about with human beings, not just the whole, not the whole fucking thing, just human beings. So, but on that note, Holly, are you still with me? I am. Lost? I am still with you. I'm just you. You. You're gone in your brain. I. I'm. I'm somewhat contemplating Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. Which. Which I really like, and I'm. I'm not quite sure I can like do justice to how um, fascinating that I think this. Um, this site is. So, well, we'll um, have to we'll have to take another the, we'll have to take another stab at it where you uh, really go in depth. I, I don't know I, that might bore people. <laughs> I don't know if people we can are try to make it interesting. That, but, um, you can make anything interesting, Holly, if you try. <laughs> try. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um <clears throat> But yeah, that's Stonehenge. People, wa- people um, watch unboxing videos, so I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like an understanding of Stonehenge uh, might un- give un- some people some entertainment. Unboxing of Stonehenge. Yeah, so um, unbox Stonehenge. I think idea. I think we sh- I think we should do a field trip to America's Stonehenge. We should. That's something I I do want to do, and uh, we should plan a trip over there and um, maybe take some video, do some. Uh, We'll obviously take some pictures of the area, but because um, I, I have been wanting to go out there and because um, I've known about it for a long time, mm-hmm. but I've just never made it out there. And I, I've made many trips to New Hampshire, but never managed to make it there. <laughs> yeah. Which is surprising yeah. for me because, I, you know, you'd think it would have been on my radar and, you know, hell, I, I went down to the Serpent Mound, but. No, I have not made it to America's Stonehenge yet. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to try to put that on the uh, list of places to go um, Very in the very near future. We should plan it probably in the spring, I would say. It's open year-round. Um, yeah, I hate the winter, though. <laughs> yeah, neither you or I like the cold. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of it, and uh, I'd rather... I think I'd rather go after everything's thawed out and when things are starting to get green again. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we'll plan that, and that can be a, a future show topic. Our, our our little adventure. The adventure to America's Stonehenge. I know. I, I've had some crazy meditations there. So. Oh, cool. 
So yeah, we'll uh, we will uh, we'll wrap this up, and we will be back next week. Actually, uh, is it next week? Will we still be able to do a show? I can do a show. Oh, you turned down the music. <laughs> yeah, I turned on the music. Thank you. Um, I can do a show next Saturday. The following Saturday, I'm going to be away, and okay. um, and then so, but I'm should be home on Sunday so we can talk off air if we're going to do a makeup show or if we'll just wait to the following Sunday, which is like the 28th. Okay. Um, um, and we'll figure out a topic uh, for next week's show. And like I said, um, until the end of the year, we're going to be doing the show on Saturdays, probably around 10 a.m. Um, so uh, we will keep you updated as far as how we're going to change that out. But until then, uh, enjoy your weekend and have a wonderful 